laat je rechtstreeks weten wat jij van jouw stad vindt. Waar je tevreden over bent of wat er beter kan. De resultaten en antwoorden zie je terug op onze site, de app en op televisie. We leggen de uitslagen voor aan experts, politici en beleidsmakers. Op deze manier wil het AT5-panel een belangrijke stem worden in Amsterdam. Dus laat jouw stem ook tellen en doe mee aan het AT5-panel via at5.nl slash panel. Naar Radio Zuidoost. 24 uur per dag vanuit het hart van de Belmer. Via kabel, salto.nl en 105.2 FM in de Eter. Zo laat je rechtstreeks weten wat jij van jouw stad vindt. Waar je tevreden over bent of wat er beter kan. De resultaten en antwoorden zie je. Let me night out of the sound of his voice. Birds, fish and trees did come. The mountains they melt like wax. The hills skip like young cows. At the sound of the voice of the God that we serve. Our help in ages past. Our hope for years to come. Besides the O Lord. Every Monday from 6 o'clock to 10 o'clock in the morning for your spiritual lessons and upliftment. For community news, your interviews, special requests, and others, tune into 105.2 MHz ETA and 103.8 MHz on camel. We delight and entertain you. Hey, we also have more stuff coming your way. We have business matters. We have social and educational matters. We have health and healing matters. We also have legal matters. For more information, call us on 020-368-1968. We delight and entertain you. Voice of Niger on Radio every Monday from 6 to 10 a.m. Voice of Ninja is right here to promote your business. Yes, your social events, weddings, birthday parties, baby ceremonies, graduation, anniversaries, engagements. All your events can be promoted right here on Voice of Ninja. Yes, you heard me right. Don't know about you because you're not promoting your business. We can bring you the awareness that you need for all those revivals, seminars, special events, conferences, church services, your Sunday services, your social events, weddings, birthday parties, baby ceremonies, graduation, anniversaries, engagements. Call us today right now at 06-846-06-5050. That's 06-846-06-550. Voice of Ninja, your place to advertise.
song i would like to say a big and a warm welcome to radio voice of niger our good morning show my name is apostle larry dokeno i'm co-hosting this morning with apostle holen dokeno alias lady of radio voice of niger and i would like to say one more time a big warm welcome we would like to open this session with a word of prayer and uh make the way for all the other things that are going to be coming shall we pray Father in heaven, we give you praise and glory and honor for who you are. Thank you for this very day and the new week you have blessed us with. Let every household receive this broadcast, every family, whether they are driving or on the road or at home, we pray that you meet them at the point of their need. Once again, we bless this nation, bless all our leaders, bless every leader in the church every leader in the secular world in the marketplace we pray that your goodness shall continue to dwell with us in the mighty name of jesus christ bless this broadcast thank you for all the things we'll be doing here all the guests who are going to be here we pray that we shall carry on that we will honor and bless your name thank you for today be glorified in jesus name amen Praise in my Come on back. Jesse, come on back. Play the game, 
submission. All is at rest. I'm saved now. I was filled the day I got saved. I've been filled with this goodness. You make my life feel brand new. 
Well, I believe you're enjoying the love of the Lord. At this juncture, I would like to bring you the song for today. Once again, good morning to all of you out there, our friends, even our enemies, everyone, both young and old. And a special thanks to Mr. Fritz van Eigawa, the manager of Razo Studio, and for his uh, unflinching support and, and uh, yeah, help to all of us who are transmitting and broadcasting from the Razo Studio. Thank you so much, sir. This morning, I want to take my psalm, the psalm from um, Psalm 24, this reading, a scripture reading from Psalm 24. It says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. For he hath founded it upon the seas, and establish it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord or stand in his holy place? He that have clean hands and a pure heart, who have not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob. Now I like the fact that it says that he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness. So God can impart blessing because we set ourselves to walk with clean hands and a pure heart and don't lift up our souls unto evil unto vanity unto idolatry unto anything that is godless not even swear falsely the Lord is watching and looking out for people like that so he can impart blessing to them and also his own righteousness I pray that as you go through today and the rest of this week you will be meditating upon this promise and the scripture that you can receive by default from the Lord a blessing not even a blessing their blessing a particular blessing and righteousness from the God of your salvation continue to enjoy this gospel inspirational segment as we prepare to bring to you the word of the Lord by Apostle Hilary of Darkenon dubbed the miracles of Jesus
Well, as promised to you, um, we have now a moment for the Word of God. A word of exhortation to lift up your soul to prepare you for the day ahead of you. Here's Apostle Hilary Dogano. Speak about this. The cost of hatred. <laughs> uh, 
Hallelujah. So the cost of hatred. Now I'm going to open up your eyes to see few things which you do not really know about um, uh, hatred. I personally never knew that it was costly. Because when I listen to people and, and when people are making, uh, want to complain to me or they want to uh, bring another person to talk about what somebody else has done to them, you know, as a minister, you always put your ear down to listen to people. And then you see believers talking, I just hate this sister, I just hate this man, I just hate this woman, I just hate this child, I just hate this. And I go about to say, what? What do you go about hating people this way? I mean, it's a very strong word to use that if actually we become matured in the things of the Lord, we will dare not be using that word. So as the word comes to elevate you, I pray that this word called hatred would no more be something that you easily speak out from your own lips of clay, minimize or stop it, put a stoppage to it and and choose a better, choose a lighter word to use than to say, I hate this person. Of course, we are permitted to hate one thing and that is sin. But apart from sin, any other thing, you are not authorized to hate. Say a big amen. So, one faithful day, I said to myself, I was just going uh, to, 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 to buy hatred. I just want to go and buy it because I wanted to know the cost of hatred. So I somehow decided to branch into a shop where I know that this very shop deals with hatred and can really sell hatred to the quantity that I would want. So the moment uh, this um, uh, seller, who, who I know is a, a real business person, I don't want to use man or woman, so spotted that I was at the vicinity of, of their shop, quickly ran to me and then I wound down my car uh, the glass of my car, I said, I would want to buy something from you this wonderful day. He quickly uh, rushed and he asked me, what do you think you want to buy? Because you don't normally come to my shop. I said, business person. Thank you. Uh, it's like I thought you would be so busy not to know other people that normally come to your shop. But today, please permit me, I've come to your shop. I want just a cup of hatred. <laughs> he just looked at me and glared uh, at me and then and sighed heavily. He said, Hmm. A cup of hatred? You said just a cup of hatred. I said, yes. He smiled again and he asked, do you think you can afford a whole cup of hatred? I said, how much does it cost? Mm. He took a deep breath. 
the first list. It says, It will first of all take your inner peace. I said, What? Hatred take your will surely take your inner peace. And when you do not have peace, it means you are confused. If you as a believer would not have peace for a moment, it means that you will be confused for the whole year. Because lack of peace brings a lot of disaster in a home, in a society, in a community. And he said to me, it will cost you incurable worries. Is it just a cup of hatred? He said, yes. You will not have peace. You will have incurable worries. That means your worries will range from the known to the unknown. You will just have an alert of worriedness all the time. Alert. You know, you will be alerted all the time because series of worries series of things you've not yet accomplished, series of problems which you have not yet gotten solution to will just continue to alert you. This guy said to me, a cup of hatred will eat up your heart. Mm. That means there will be no more space for me to have any other thing apart from hatred. So my total heart will be occupied by hatred. So I'll go about fuming around, trying to know to know what the person I've hated is doing. If I hear any little progress in their side, I will double my hatred. If I hear any sound of laughter from their side, I will feel like just killing myself. If I just hear somebody saying good about that person I've hated, oh, it would be like I'm being grounded. You see? So my whole heart will just be occupied on just one issue. Hating the person, hating and trying to make sure that that person, I don't think anything good about that person. So while I'm busy not wanting to think good about this person, I'm 24-7 so overwhelmed with worriedness and at the same time, I have no more peace. Hmm. I took a deep breath. I said, tell me more. He turned the second page of his note. He continued. He said, you will be deeply bitter whenever you set your eyes on the person you hate. And you have seen now that the wall, even though we will say it's big, yet it's very small. So if I will be deeply embittered anytime I set my eyes on the person I hate, then you will now tell me how you'll be able to cope up if the person you have hated is in the same house with you. If uh, the worst part is to, help, to hate your spouse, hate your children. Some will say, I just hate my second daughter or I hate my first. Oh, what a shame. 
Some will say, I hate somebody in my working place. How? And that is where you go to spend eight to nine hours every day. So now, can you imagine how embittered your heart will be, will, will be and how it will be panting so heavily just when that person you've hated pass your face? Maybe going to the restroom or going to take a cup of coffee and you are walking all in the same place. Or those of you who say you go to the same church and then you have categorized the sort of people you will love and the sort of people you will hate. And then you go to church only to go and sit miserably. Even when you are dancing, waving your handkerchief, it just reflects that you are in competition. You show that you are just dancing to show, not to praise God, but you are dancing to show. Oh my God. When a pastor in the pop, uh, who's supposed to stand and bring the word of God that will set people free now is hateful, then you could see the sort of vermin that will be coming out from the pulpit. He will narrate all every story just to undermine the set of people he has hated in his church and the ones that he has not hated if he forgot that he's feeding every one of them with pain and bitterness. Oh, the last thing he told me that shook me and I couldn't even wait anymore. It wasn't the last, but I told myself, no, 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 I can't continue to listen. He said, when others are celebrating, you will always be looking for why that person doesn't deserve that celebration. Eh? Like uh, that, uh, that man that hated Mordecai in the book of Esther. Do you remember? Hey man, how, how he hated Mordecai. So no matter how other people were hailing him, when he comes to the gate of the king and when he is right on his donkey or his horse, you know, when the king has elevated him to be the second in command, yet he was not satisfied because of just one Mordecai that was not bowing to him. So hatred will make you not to see anything good anymore around you except just observing that person who you hate. And then when they are heaping honors on that person, it's like you just want to take your life. Mm -mm -mm. I believe that many who are listening to me right now, you can identify with what I'm trying to, to say. When I went to buy just a cup of hatred. This business seller told me, you will become so weak and tired of seeing the person. In other words, I'll be wishing that a person dies. Have you ever thought about hatred? Just a cup of hatred giving you all of this havoc which I am mentioning. Because it's very easy for us to say, I hate this person. But we've not thought it very deeply to see the consequences of what that word can mean to us first before the people we are trying to give it to. So this businessman told me whenever the person I hate laughs, I will be crying. 
I said, how? He said, yes, that's the way. Because you've been so connected in hating that person. So even if that person is not in your vicinity and he is doing something that is bringing laughter to him, you will feel it. You will see that you will just remember and you will sigh. Your soul will be connected to the person's soul and then you will only sigh. You will only hiss. Have you, have, you, have you been in the midst of joy and all of a sudden you remember what you didn't feel like remembering and then your face changed and then you see yourself sighing. Remembering a past relationship that dumped you. Remembering your husband, your past husband, or, you know, ex-husband that could not uh, take you as something. And then even when the, the recent one is lavishing you with love, you cannot, you are not able to receive because we are still focused on the one that dumped you, looking for a way to revenge. So, he said to me, while others are busy planning their future, you will be busy looking for how to pull the person you love, you hate down. So while people are planning how they can go to the next level of their life, those who have gone to buy a cup of hatred only spend their time thinking of how to pull other people down. Do you see why the wicked people in our villages don't prosper? Do you see why from time to time they're only looking for the downfall of the innocent ones? Do you see why they don't sleep and they become nocturnal beings walking in the night when nobody will see them just going to witch doctor's homes just to go and prepare some concussion which will take effect in the morning? While others are thinking on how to send their children to school, go abroad and learn, these wicked folks, they are only thinking of how to poison them. How they can go to where they are doing any event and they can poison them. So they think of nothing good apart from evil. What a horrific way of living life. <sighs> it is unbelievable. And then he said, ah, my new client to be, you will die before your time and go to hell just because you refused to keep the commandment of your God. I said, so the seller was still busy counting what a cup of hatred would cost me. When I showed him, realizing how expensive hatred is, I drove off. I left the scene immediately and then went a bit further, packed my car. You know, I had to breathe down very deep because I realized I cannot afford to buy even a cup of hatred. I told myself that I refuse to pay such a huge amount when I can love easily. Brethren, whoever have listened to me, I encourage you this hour never to allow anybody to bring you to a point of hatred. 
because it is too exorbitant for you to afford. Why would you want to useless your life with all of these things I have mentioned? That gives you palpitation of heart. That takes away your joy. Takes away your peace. Takes away your future. Why would you want to give up all of this when you could have easily loved? Now let me let me use some scriptures to buttress why you should not go to the shop to buy hatred any further. I don't know where you've been going and where you've been sitting and that they've been marketing and selling it. They package it in such a way that it looks very enticing. Please, never you, never spend any cent in buying any cup of hatred. The Bible tells us in the book of 1 John chapter 4. Please go with me quickly. 1 John is in the New Testament. The Bible says from verse 19 and 21. He says, we love him because he first loved us. If a man says, I love God and hated his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he had not seen, how can he love God when he had not seen him? And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God loveth his brother also. So do you see that? If you cannot love your brother who you are seeing, then there is no need to say you love God because you're seeing. So we're commanded to love because God first loved us. Think about the time when you are safe with iniquity. God sent forth his only begotten son by the name Jesus to come and die for us so that we can be reconciled with him. God did not abandon us in the hand of the devil. He did not abandon us on the table of fornication, on the desk of abortion. God did not abandon us when we were murderers. God did not abandon us. He did not pay us evil for evil. He had compassion. As much as he loved us, even at the depth of our sin, we are commanded to love others the same way. If you cannot love your brother who is physically present, you cannot love God who you don't see. So those of you who go about having so many lists of people of who are in your blacklist, you say, they did this to me last year, they did this to you two years ago, they spoke to my mother this way, and my uncle treated my mother this way, you are wasting your time. You see, if you look at your life, and you look at, you look at the truth I've just unveiled now, you will find out that most of the things I've made mention about, lack of joy, you don't have you don't you have it. Lack of peace, you have it. Strange sicknesses working in your body. Incurable sicknesses. Palpitation of heart. You are not joyful when others are rejoicing. You see that these are all marks of what? Hallmarks for those who hate. So you better repent. You better repent before this thing costs you. He that hated his brother or his sister is in darkness. And he walketh in darkness and knoweth neither where he goeth. Can you afford?
afford to be grooming, could be grouping like a blind person. Year in, year out, 2019 is about to come to an end again. It just remains about four months. And you go about grouping, you find this business, yeah, 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 you find another business, yeah, 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 you find another business, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every day you just group. You're not able to accomplish one single thing in a year. To group means you walk like a blind person who cannot see. Why? Because the darkness that is in you is so plenty for not loving your own brothers. Hey, the last scripture apostle plays. First John chapter 3. <clears throat> First John chapter 1 verse 6. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie. I do not have the truth. So we cannot be deacons and elders in our respective churches. And you are hating somebody. You are a hater. We cannot occupy those positions. And yet people are struggling, asking for a release. For us to just release them from our heart and we are not able. It means we can never have fellowship with Christ. Why? Because we are walking in darkness. The truth is not in us. Oh, brethren, we are not permitted at all to is that we have to what hit sin. Psalm 97 verse 10. Ye that love the Lord hate evil. Hello? Say I will hate evil from henceforth. Say I will hate evil from henceforth. Ha! Proverbs 13 verse 5. A righteous man hated lies. Do you see that? <laughs> Say I will hate lies. Right. So that's the time you're only permitted to hate. You're not permitted to hate a human being, but you are permitted to hate lies. You are permitted to hate evil. From today, child of God, I encourage you to love God with all your heart and do everything to keep his statue. Do everything to avoid hating other people. It doesn't matter. Offenses are yet about to come, but do not be the one through which it will come, and also do not be the one who will practice the outcome of it. Outcome of offense leads to insult. People, people will insult you. People will talk evil about you. People will hate you. They will isolate from you, but let those things not make you to ever hate anybody. I want to pray for somebody who have identified with this word of exhortation this day. And you want to be set free from the spirit of hate. Lift up your hand right now and, and, and put it on your chest. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for your word that have come. It has touched me. And I confess that I have been living in hate. Forgive me for hating other people. If you can, please mention those people's names. 
Say, Lord, forgive me for hating them. Give me a new heart that I may love them. Though it may be difficult, help me by your spirit to love them and never to remember what they have done to me any further. I thank you that your spirit will heal me and give me a fresh new beginning from this moment in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have prayed that prayer, be sure that hatred will be far from you. So the next thing you will do will be to pick up your phone or go boldly. If those people are near to where you can see them, go shake hands with them and tell them just one word, I forgive you. They will have they will, they, will, they will be released from your captivity and you also, you will have a longer year to live. God richly bless you and keep listening to Radio Voice of Niger. This has been Apostle Helen Rodokeno, co-senior pastor of Rivers of Labarro Church. Talk to you again. Bye for now. Thank you so much, Apostle Helen Roof, for that beautiful word. I always enjoy this message on buying a cup of hatred. By the way, I know I can't afford it, so I won't even try. But I love the message. Thank you so much. We'll be getting ready for the news and then after that we'll continue the program. So enjoy this music in the meanwhile. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. In case you're wondering, this is Radio Voice of Niger. And uh, we're happy to be with you and to be sharing with you some interesting items. Well, after this musical break, we'll be giving or presenting our last item for today. It will be a health issue, a health topic. We want to talk about how to practice your faith when confronted with lifestyle issues, healthy lifestyle issues. In the meanwhile, enjoy this music. Everybody, I 
um, with the pastors who are already and the spiritual leaders who are here. And um, this is their waited time. So just zoom up. And we are just about to enter into this lofty program, which is entitled Faith and Health. Practicing when confronted by lifestyle issues. What do you do? How do you react as a spiritual leader with all of this whole movement of healthy lifestyle? As an introduction, how does one combine practice or practicing his faith when there are health challenges? Influence of faith or belief of people can be very crucial, especially when lifestyle issues are involved. So this program intends to engage religious leaders to discuss pertinent issues when it comes to combining one's faith with lifestyle challenges. And leaders of the world today, major religions are on board to discuss this topic. So we have, as our guest today, a Muslim cleric an ambassador for humanity based in Amsterdam, uh, Mr. Mufti Ababuje. Can you say hello to our viewers? Once again, good morning and uh, peace be with you all. And thank you very much for having me in the studio. And uh, it's my humble um, uh, respect to share my greetings to all of you, my dear brothers and sisters, fathers and mothers and listeners and uh, you, the host in the studio. Thank you so much for having me in the studio. Thank you, sir, it's a pleasure. And then we also have uh, a religious leader, uh, Pastor Kutu, who is uh, the senior pastor of uh, Baptist ministry. Yeah. Pastor, please say hello to Radio Voice of Niger listeners. My hearers, I want to say a good morning to you, and I pray that the Almighty God is going to bless us Amen. in this news. Yes, 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 yes. We also have our own uh, Pastor Anna Bading from Love Christian Center. Pastor, please, can you say hello to Radio Voice of Niger? Uh, good morning. Uh, it's, a, it's a joy to be with you this morning, and I will pray that and believe that whatever we discuss here will be uh, beneficial to you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, pastors. Thank you, religious leaders, for being with us today. Thank you. Right. Now, we just have to, without wasting further time, we would like to zoom in. But we encourage all our listeners, please, feel free to give us a call on 020-737-1619. Uh, maybe you have some contributions to make regarding to practicing your faith when confronted by lifestyle issues. So, uh, feel free to give us this call. Now, the first question, uh, gentlemen, please, we would just be answering uh, just spontaneously. That means I'm not going to say you, you. Yes. So just feel, feel just being led to react to any of the questions. So uh, the first question goes by this. As there are times, are there times when you think that practicing one's faith is challenged by health issues? If so, can you share with our listeners some instances where this could be the case? When you want to practice your faith, then you are faced with challenges. Do you think it is? it happens? 
that if it is yes, can you share some instances where it has happened to you or to somebody that you know? Because you are religious leaders and you 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 minister to people. So you lead people. So it may not be you direct, maybe somebody that you know who really want to practice the faith. But somehow has that person is confronted by some challenges, some some you know, challenges, health issues that can make the person maybe not to jog because we know that <coughs> healthy lifestyle tells us doing exercises, healthy lifestyle tells us taking enough sleep, enough rest and also minding what we eat and uh, they are, and they're being um, steady in our eating. That means have particular times. You know, we don't, don't skip food just like we had some few days ago in that train that we had. So if we look at our role as spiritual leaders, are there some time that people may have these hinges not to practice their faith because they have to have a healthy lifestyle? Yes. You said hinges in practicing their faith. Yes, we have yes. some challenges, yes. Oh yes, for sure. Yeah. I mean it's 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 all of us are human beings. Mm -hmm. And the body sometimes grows weak. Yeah. Depending on which area it is coming from. It can be a transfer even from somebody. You hear bad news. It can, you know, bring your faith even down. Uh, sometimes Probably you don't eat well. I mean, sickness can befall any person yeah. at any time. Yeah. So it happens. It's a natural phenomenon which happens to anybody. But it all depends on how you overcome it. Okay. But for sure, it happens to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So does how does it affect your faith when such a thing begins to happen? Well, it doesn't affect your faith because as uh, spiritual leaders, we all we have all the answers in the uh, the Holy Bible. Mm -hmm. Or as you know, others might call it, mm -hmm. but there are answers. Mm -hmm. So when it affects you, what you do is that you look for the answers. Mm -hmm. So definitely, it will affect you one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. It's, the body is a complex thing. Yeah. With all these organs running through, it's a complex thing. Okay. So definitely, it will affect it, and there's always a way out. But wow. the effect, for sure, mm -hmm. would be there. Okay. Thank you so much, uh, Pastor Abuna. And then, uh, any other contributions on this? Yes, I think uh, what my, uh, my colleague has just said and my brother, I think uh, it's true. Um, uh, in every situation, um, uh, there's a way out in every problem or in every circumstances that we face. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I remember he quoted from the scripture, said the scripture guides us mm -hmm. to any condition that we face, mm -hmm. any challenges that come through. through. Okay. So that's the importance of the scripture because the scripture is a gateway uh, to break down the challenges that will hinder us to remain faithful. So I think uh, it's true. And I could remember when we look at the story of Job, mm -hmm. um, uh, the Muslims call him Prophet Ayub. <laughs> okay. um, uh, he was faced, he was a prophet, very renowned and very servant of God. Really? You people yes. have, have Job in the... And uh, Ayub was a very, you know, he is a sign for us to reflect. He felt sick. That's why he's been a prophet, according to the Muslim perspective. Yeah. And uh, and 
in our Islamic um, faith, we think that prophets or saints like that shouldn't be attacked and they have the power to break down whatever comes to them. But he fell sick and, you know, to cut everything short, even worms start to fall off from his body. But guess what? He was still remaining faithful until he succeeded. So, yes. So, are you you trying to tell us that um, healthy lifestyle requests that when you are sick, um, you have been afflicted that way, like this Joe. So you 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 need to maybe take yourself out from the environment that is uh, not conducive. Environment can contribute to you being not having a healthy lifestyle. Do you understand? And then also, um, if if you are not taking the medicines you're supposed to take, you may die. Yes. So. Uh, in in practicing our faith, do we still see ourselves taking doing the things we're supposed to do? Because if we have a very good knowledge of this, then we know how to impact our people. Because there are some people who take some of these things too far uh, to the end. I mean, there are some denominations who don't take medicine, no matter how how unhealthy they are. They don't take medicines, you know. When they don't take medicines when they are sick. I I know of a teller very well. This teller was very, very renowned, known for his talent, but he was confronted with an issue, a health issue. And uh, because he belongs to the denomination where they don't take medicine when they are sick well, in Africa, so this man, they watched him die. He died. Well, because of belief. It's, these are doctrinal differences. Yes. yes. And these are beliefs. So, so as spiritual leaders, yes. do we need to... How do we how do we practice our faith when we still have some healthy or some health issues? Please, uh, shall I come in? Yes, please. Uh, the word of God uh, tells us that uh, in three John verse two, mm-hmm. it says, "Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health, yes, and that all may go well mm-hmm. with you." Even as your soul is getting along well. So the word of God is telling us to live a good life. For instance, if somebody is sick and as spiritual leaders, we would try to allow the person to see a doctor so that the doctor will just control and give him or her medicine that will sustain the person. Mm-hmm. And we will support with prayers. And I know that God who does mighty things will try to relieve this person. But one thing with my people, I'm a Ghanaian, is that when the doctor gives them some medicine, they don't want to take the medicine Okay. And they say that the medicine has got some side effects. And I don't understand the way they just mention side effects. <laughs> and they leave the medicine and, and the sickness continues to go with them. Does it mean that the side effect is too much more than the medicine, more than the sickness they are it, going through? Yes. <laughs> and and, and uh, uh, because... Uh, during our health campaign, I heard a lot from these people, and yes. I was very, very 
sick. I was sad yes. because uh, uh, you know, in in our country, if somebody is it, it, it have got a lot of money yeah. and is sick, they say, "Oh, let's send the person to uh, Europe, exactly. so that they, they can uh, be cured yes. of sickness." Yes, it's true. But God being so good, we are here, and the doctors are here. Yes, and they are the people God have given them. The, the sense, the yes. wisdom yes. To, to, to help us. Yes. We don't want to, to, to go to them. Mm -hmm. And if we go and they give us medicine we don't want to don't take, side then what, what, what are we trying to do? It's funny. You, you are just pulling your own life. Mm -hmm. And if time is, will allow me just to tell you, yes, speak. just about a, a month ago, yes. I, I have a, a, a relative mm -hmm. in, in Ghana yeah. who was sick but he said the medicines have got side effects, so he used herbal medicine, yeah. local medicine, to, to heal the sickness. He died 10 January. Oh. He's dead. All the intestines, everything inside was spoiled. Jesus, because he mixed it. He, he mixed it. He didn't take any, any medicine from the, from the hospital. He took herbs from local people yes you see so I, I you know god has given us the wisdom mm -hmm. and so we need to 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 to, to stand on this wisdom exactly. so that we can we can we can have a a, a good health again the confusion is also with the working of miracles and healing ah oh, speak speak sir speak there are two major differences now, the doctor heals. Pharmaceutical drugs heals. Um, God has given us wisdom. Yeah. Somebody can have a, a, a healing ministry in counseling. It can counsel your marriage for the, uh, for the marriage to heal. And then we have also working of miracles. So there are two different things which we have added together to be one. Yes. It is the Lord who has given the medical doctor wisdom. Yes. He created them. Yes, it's he true. gave them the wisdom. Yes, oh, he true. gave them the knowledge. Yes. The Bible said the earth is the Lord, the our fullness. scriptures, and the fullness. So whatever yes. we enjoy here is God's doing. Mm -hmm. So he is like, when you have a case, why do you go to your lawyer? Yeah, exactly. Yes, that's why, a good word. Why do you go to your lawyer? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Because you believe that the lawyer can speak for you on yeah, your behalf. Yes. In the same way, God has given another person wisdom to learn. It is the culture of scripture. Yes, we is. should multiply. We multiply ourselves. Yeah. We must rule. We must have domain. Uh -huh. It's true. It's part of the process. But basically, sometimes it's lack of knowledge. Yes. Which we don't blame anybody. Uh -huh. It can be like, okay, uh, pastor was referring back home. It can be, you know, our issues can be, you know, financial, you know, challenges where men tend to do things which might not be good. Oh, yes. As much as they know what is right. So sometimes there are challenges and difficulties, you know, when it comes to our finances. Yeah. Because let's say the rich person would just take a, a, a flight, right. come to London, yeah. you know, yeah. for medical, for medical checkups. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So as much as we know the right things, sometimes they are uh, 
you know, challenges financially. Okay. But over here, what we have the, you know, the opportunity. Sometimes it's also lack of knowledge because they know that, okay, when I go, maybe my bill will be too much, I can't pay. It's, it's all boils down to knowledge. So how do we, you know, get the knowledge across to our people who lack knowledge? Mm. We're supposed to help one another. But if we talk about poverty, you're talking about in the, in the third world countries, but we are talking about here. Those of us who are here, no, like I'm, Pastor I'm, I'm, say. Yes, I met a lady. Yeah. She said, when she goes to the hospital, she did a blood check and they brought a bill. Okay. Yes. Yeah, it's true. That's another one. So she wouldn't go again <laughs> because she thought it was free. Oh, okay. So they are they are petty yeah, yeah, petty yeah. issues. Exactly. It's which true. we do, we try you know to put under the carpet, but there are issues we need to talk about because it's your health is so important. You yes. Poverty. It is hindering people. It's hindering people. Yes. 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 Because if you do I two, three, four that. blood exactly. tests and then you have four hundred euros yeah. you have to pay, it's and true. your salary is less. Yeah. But it's all because it's our lack of knowledge. Because your health is important mm. than the four hundred or five hundred you pay. Yeah, but the, but the fact is this: in what way is our 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 religion hindering us from practicing it? Because our uh, religion does yes. not hinder us. So, are, are you saying that? Um, are you saying that how easy it is for for, for one to practice the faith when there is um, uh, there is a health issue without you feeling guilty? No, it is. Without you feeling guilty, it, it how healthy it is. It doesn't hinder us. Can, can, when we are doing like Ramadan, for instance, uh, uh, let me ask you, the Muslim uh, or cleric, do you still take some medicines when it is your Ramadan? And then, do you allow your party, your followers to take medicine when they're supposed to be doing Ramadan? Or do we do we hit them with some guilt and say, why are you? Why are you drinking medicine and why are you still eating when other people are doing Ramadan? The same thing also with us Christians. So there are sometimes when people are supposed to fast like uh, first week in the moon, people are fasting and doing all of those. And then those who are maybe for health issues, they cannot. Like those who are diabetic or hypertensive, there are some of these medicines they're supposed to be taking. How do we look at them? How do the other ones whose health are very sad? How do we look at them? Do we make them feel guilty when the, they are the taking uh, yeah, You talk about it, but I know Quran specifically says it. That when we are not well, uh, well, he's here. Please. All right. Um, uh, I think uh, uh, my colleague has just, uh, you know, um, already um, said something very interesting that um, um, uh, the scripture um, uh, has meaning or uh, has answers for all our questions. Yes. And uh, I can remember, or I can quote that uh, the Almighty God said that I did not put a burden upon you or upon your shoulders to worship me. I didn't put a burden upon your shoulders. So I have given you all the answers to your questions. And uh, to come to your answer to the question that you ask, um, the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, said, and I quote, he said, which I will translate. Yes. He said, there are two things, very basic things, and they are very tiny. People undermine. People underestimate them. The two things are what? He said, as-siha. As-siha means health. Okay. Well, farag and free time. Hmm. He said, these two things, God has blessed human beings with these two things. Yes. But human beings, because of lack of knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. we look, we undermine it. Okay. That is health, yeah. number one. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. Yes. 
So we have to take it very seriously. Yes. And free time. There's nothing like free time. Your free time, you have to use it to exercise yourself, to do things before the busy time comes. Yes. But guess what? If we have free time, what do we do? Yeah. What do we do? How do we use our free time? Take telephone, call, make a necessary, you know. <laughs> so to, to answer your question, that means health is one of the blessings, is one of the richest things that you can think of. Yes. You wouldn't know that until when you start, your head starts aching you. Yeah. When you go to the hospital, then you see. So yeah. what are you trying to say? Because we are still speaking in parables. What are you trying to say? Is it do do you do your followers do they feel guilty? No, they don't feel guilty. You don't have to feel guilty. Uh, Yo, to 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 take some medicines when you're no. supposed to. Why why should you? The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that there is no sickness without med medication. So go for medication. Seek for medication. And if you don't seek for medication, and you because we will be judged about our life okay we'll be we'll, we'll be accountable so everybody will be accountable for how you treat your own personal health issues we'll we'll be held responsible okay how did you so, so, so how that, do you treat, take care of your body so does that mean that during ramadan or or during uh, or fasting uh, for fasting, does it mean that people can still use some medication yes Pastor? of course yeah they can pastors Yes, they can. Yes, they can. Are they going to be taking it with empty stomach or what? <laughs> no, 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 nobody forces anybody to do that. That's right. Nobody forces. So, so how do they compensate? How do they? How do they? If you are not well, if, if you are not well, you don't have to do it. There are two things. It's either you are believing God that through that God will heal you. Yeah. Okay. So it depends on the level of your faith. Okay. Okay. If so, if your level is not there, then your level should be your faith should be in the medicine. Oh, you are believing God. Yeah, because uh, I'm, not, God I'm not talking about medicals. There are some people who have real health issues, you know. Yes, yes. So they must take their medicine every day. And uh, so while they are in churches and while they are in the mosque and they are hearing us hitting on on uh, fasting and fasting and fasting. Yes. So do they do they partake? Uh, do they do they do they partake or do they not? Partake, or they are doing it in another way, and not feeling guilty. I don't think. I'm not feeling guilty. I don't, do you understand? I don't think people feel guilty. Ah. It is the way the thing is put. Okay, we have a fasting month, okay. but they will tell you, okay, if we're taking medicine, yes, I don't think anybody will be wicked enough to tell you, just stop your medicine no. without knowing, you know, knowing very well that you know healthy lifestyle is so important. Yes. You know, so in effect, nobody forces anybody. Exactly. And nobody also feels guilty. Because if you are not well, you are not well. I mean, those who are not take, those who are not participating, are because they have sicknesses that demand that they, they, they take medicine. Well, probably. Time. How do they feel? Probably. They feel? Probably the pastor or the leader might not know that the person is even sick. Okay. So there are two things. The person announces that this month is a month of fasting Best. and then yes there was okay if we are probably if you are you've I'm taken seed yes if you you, you are um on medication yeah 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 you know if you can't do it maybe once it start one an hour two hours i mean it has to do with your faith but nobody i don't think anybody forces anybody but everybody
body is looking for an ultimate thing, and the ultimate thing is a spiritual healing. Yeah, yes. because spiritual healing has no side effect. We've seen cases where women who are pregnant they have to also fast. Well, they fast they, 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 because they, they are believing God for something. You see, the point is this. No, faith and religion. Fast. They yeah. have to fast, even though they have taken the seed. Well, they are fasting. And some fast, and then they are right. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. There are people who fast. I've seen a woman who was in my uncle's church. Yes. He, she was fasting from the from the from the conception from the time she took it yeah. till nine months. It she, well, she fasted. It worked for and, her. And she delivered. Yeah. Freely. It, it worked. Healthy. It and worked. Worked a child. It worked. It works. So sometimes it's also very confusing why the health issues and then trying to combine it with faith because others have practiced it has worked. Yes. You know? Yeah. My father-in-law is more than 80 years. He can, he can do about four days fasting dry at, at, at his age. age and nothing happens to him. So it's, it's an issue of finding uh, the balance. Uh, 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 talk to me. Talk it's to an me, issue of finding the balance. Yes. It's like sometimes when uh, sometimes it's like mm. we are being moved to, yes. to want to begin to compromise. Yes, it has, it, has to do, it has to do with your faith in the Lord. It's a level. But I think uh, here, um, uh, the guilty that you are, make, uh, you are um, uh, mentioning, guilty is when you are lying to yourself. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's when you feel guilty. Yes. How do I feel guilty when it's natural, it's by nature, I feel sick? Why, why should I feel guilty? Guilty of who? Hmm. Why should I feel guilty? You feel guilty when you know that the thing that you are doing or yes. you have done, yes. you automatically, intentionally making it, you know, you are doing it. And wow. that, is, that is when we feel guilty. That's right. Gentlemen, let's see. You don't feel guilty take... when this, as, um, how, do I, so how do I feel guilty when I'm having a headache? No. Okay, let's see if we can take your call. Hello, caller. Yeah, hi. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Wow. Uh, Pastor Larry here. I'm following the program. All right. Uh, com compliments to the panel. Thank you. Yeah, but I'm I'm not getting clearly uh, the issue here because when people get older yes. or are sick, their lifestyle must adjust. But most of them are either committed Christians or Muslims. Yeah. So what kind of things can change in their uh, spiritual life because now they cannot run and fast and do the things they used to do when they were younger? Yes. So we need to bring this clearly to the listeners so they can know that when they are not as young as they used to be, they can still practice their faith comfortably. What are some of the issues which can come up, you know, which uh, people should take note of, which can influence their spirituality later in life in contrast with the way it used to be? I hope it's clear. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's not that clear. What kind of changes happen? We can affect the way they practice their religion. Oh, changes. Is it because of old age? Is it because of old age? Or health concerns? So we, we cannot overlook the fact that these issues do come up. Well, so how, how do we adjust 
our faith accordingly or practicing our faith. Yeah, but Pastor Leonard just told us of uh, his father-in-law that is about 80, and, uh, and even in this age, this man is still very, very strong, and he's still doing the spiritual exercises that, like fasting and praying. So, so I mean, if somebody is old and then you are healthy, why not? But it depends on the individual. I think what we are um, uh, we, we are not getting here is uh, we don't want to we are talking about faith and health yeah and how our health hinders our faith which the pastor says no your health cannot hinder your faith, your faith. The, 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 the challenges the, the, the challenges the, the physical challenges that comes to us by virtue of the fact that we are aging or we are taking some medicines like those who are on constant medicines they are they tend to be very fragile okay so that means healthy lifestyle demands that they exercise they, they demands that also that they they do the things that can keep them more healthy spiritually okay maybe joining us in in, in our continuous uh, prayer times and these are people who are like they have become fragile they they, they cannot let, 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 let me take for instance somebody who is uh, who is uh, disabled or who, who is a little bit yeah. handicapped yeah, and uh, here we don't have the facilities to roll them in and roll them. so how do they still practice their their faith without feeling guilty of not coming to church when they're supposed to come to church because some of them now they come only maybe once hello they come when only that uh, that car can carry them and come is it not yeah. The old people in our in our churches. Well, they come, they still come. They live in court for something, because the person probably has, you know, let's say he's used this medical facilities and has not worked for yeah. him or her. So his resort is to turn back to his maker. Yes. So at this age, whilst he's suffering and being wheeled in in a wheelchair. Yeah. The person still comes to church. Amen. Why? Because he believes, or she believes, one day, God will heal. Exactly. So that is the difference. Yeah. That is the difference. So there are people who have taken medical care and yet they are not successful, no. and they want spiritual care. Yes. Yeah. And there are people also who are combining both, mm-hmm. and there are people also who are using only uh, the uh, uh, spiritual care. So in both cases, you know, it's 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 complement uh, complement each other. They complement each other. How do we, as spiritual leaders, help them to have a balanced health, uh, healthy lifestyle? Like those, there are there are also hello, there are some who are so obese. They have become so, so you know yeah. that they can't do anything. And we know that to be healthy, you have to do some. Exercise. Exercise. What, what do we have some programs for them to that helps them to have that balanced this and that just coming and sitting because as for coming to church they will come they will sit and they will go back and they will see eat the whole things that are making them fat and big. How do we help them to be balanced? I think uh, I think what we um, uh, the religious communities or the religious leaders should be um, uh, should add more is to let's use um, uh, let's try to transmit or convert our theological um, uh, um, um, how to call it our theological um, uh, means 
of communication to practical into practice into practice yes um, uh, we seem to be so theoretically um, uh, yes. um, how to call governize yeah and when you do that that means you are not preparing the people exactly. outside yes when people are being inclined spiritually, they have to utilize the spirituality uh, outside when they go outside. And when they come inside, they have to feel energy, energize. So what, I, what, 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 what am I saying? Our mosques, our churches should have a what? How uh, to call it? Um, a table or some kind of a uh, more... Um, uh, um, actions that we do to talk about all these issues. Not only a pastor should come, you, you come and quote him from the Bible from A to Z, you come there to should be some practical No, yes, yes. Pastor should, yes. Pastor should organize. Yeah. Go to the front. Yeah. Take the um, uh, congregation. Yeah. Let's go today. Today we are not coming on Sunday and I will stand on platform. No, we have to move on the street, do some running exactly. because you are a role model in the church. Mark. You are a role model in the mosque. So, when we look at all these things, then we are not going to be, um, uh, you know, um, uh, um, clinched to only um, uh, theological, theological exactly. aspects. There some practical involvement. When you if talk about, not, yes. you know, when you talk about, let's talk about health issue. Let's yeah. talk about um, obesity. Yeah. We invited them, uh, and we yes. invite somebody from the congregation who is yes. a doctor, yeah. who is a nurse, yeah. come and talk to us. It's part yeah. of the preaching. Yeah. Yeah. Preaching doesn't only talk about, oh, and Jesus said that, and he crossed the Red Sea and blah blah blah. No, that is not what about. No, quote your own. Quote your own. No, no, I'm, no, I'm just quote giving them. Quote yours. The Prophet <laughs> said that God did not leave you yeah. eh, without. It's just like uh, he never gave you bread without butter. Mm -hmm. He gives you both. So he said that whatever you're doing, hmm. part of to 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 um, uh, to to energize your body. It's part of my worship. Okay. So by physical, by knowing, by understanding how your brain function, how um, to protect um, uh, yourself from getting um, uh, into um, uh, things that will contaminate your body, mm -hmm. mm? mm -hmm. is by keeping the temple clean. Exactly. So you have to do. So we have a, um, uh, the Prophet used to work after every morning with his wife. He used to run. He used to go to sport. We we have a um, uh, um, uh, um, uh, how to call it um, uh, a document for yeah for that. He used to walk. He used to go and then do um, before he comes to the mosque. After mosque and before mosque, he used to walk for miles just to, because it's part of exercise. So the yes. present your present imams are they still doing that? Now to, say, to be honest with you, to be honest with you, now the so-called the modern imams, me and my congregation, my children that I teach. Let me tell you, sometimes I said today we are not going to talk about Quran, but we're going to put things into practice. Okay. So we do exercise. And I don't even give them uh, fatty foods. All right. Okay. I don't give them fatty foods. That's another good one. That's another good one. I advise them. Yes. That's how to, how, not to eat uh, sugar, sugar, um, sugar, too much sugar. Um, uh, too much, too much sugar. Mm -hmm. Because I realize that the moment I start teaching them, some of them are falling um, uh, asleep. Hmm. So I, I start to check all this is because you are the you are the role model yeah, and you are preparing these people for the future. For, for the, for the future. Uh, so why do you why 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 do you why why do you not taking care of 
they are healthy. So I think it's very, it's very, it's very, it's very important. So we are establishing, are we establishing here that the religious leaders are supposed yes. to move into that aspect now, you know, include it in our curriculum that at least health lifestyle is 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 part of the show. Yes. It's supposed to enable our people. It's supposed to help them, like. For instance, sometimes we finish fasting in, and we've gone to the church and people are rushing from their jobs to, to the church environment because we need to maybe gather together to close the fast. And now they will stay there, also the kids, they are staying there. Everybody will just stay until maybe 9 o'clock or 9.30 and then by the time you rush home and you go and begin to eat the fufu, it's already too late. Too late, yes. Is it not? Yes. So how do we make, how do we make provision that, okay, maybe if we are going to close late, let's emphasize to them, you can go home, but are they going home yes. without being fed? Because I mean, when the people came to Jesus, he finished ministry to them, he fed them too. So, but what we do not know is whether he fed them late. <laughs> how can we have our congregation to be balanced? Do you understand? Because some of them also some of our activities are very demanding. Let's be very honest. Yes. There are people whose schedules are like, they go to church on Sunday, they go to church on Monday. They go. I was speaking to my neighbor, a lady, and then she was telling me, she was telling me, yes, Mama Helen, I go on Sunday, and then on Monday, I also go because I belong to women, women uh, unit. Yes. And then Tuesday, I go because I'm an intercessor. I belong there. And Wednesday, I go because I'm part of the singer. And Thursday, I go for evangelism. And then Friday, I go for all night. And then Saturday, yes, we have the general meeting for all of the branches in the church they will meet. And then Sunday, you repeat again. So tell me, is that very healthy? Hello? It depends on the person's faith. It depends on the person's faith. You see, sometimes, and the denomination as well. So which other lifestyle does that person have? Well, because this has some of the reasons. When you are preaching, when you are giving out even uh, flyers outside and telling people to come to the church, people are not because somebody has practiced something which, which has not worked for them. Which, which, no, which have made the person burnt out. Burnt out. Yes, it's. Do you understand? Yes, we it do agree. It has to be. It has to do with our presentation. Like Cleric was saying much about we are more, you know, theoretical rather than being practical. And all in the name of, you know, trying to be spiritual. Mm -hmm. But I think it's a misinterpretation. Okay. And then secondly, it's because maybe the churches, uh, let's say, um, we are not organized in the sense that, not the organization as a church, but organized in the, in the sense that you don't have places where you can meet. So maybe it's the same place, different people will come and meet on Monday, you know, so you are kind of hooked. But I believe strongly that if we had established very well, all these occurrences will not be too much. Okay. Yes. All these occurrences will not be too much. Do you mean that the schedules we run will not be too much? I yes. I don't understand. Yeah, the schedules we run will not be too much. Oh. Because we are not really established. Yes. Oh. Because one person might not be involved in all, all of this. Exactly. Yes. It's also the few that are in the church, they are being yeah. drained. Yes. Yes. Oh, God, yes. be merciful. Lord. That's yes. yeah. Because too much of everything is bad. Yeah. You need to have time for certain things. Exactly. You know, even for your family. For your family. Even for your friends. Yes. It will affect. Yeah. It, it eventually affects your family. Yes. You see, uh, uh, here in Europe, mm. we don't have much time as 
we are at back home. Yeah, it's true. You see, because there was a time I, I visited uh, uh, Ghana and Monday church service, Tuesday went Friday to Sunday, every true. day. And uh, uh, I questioned a certain man who came to me and he said, hey, brother, if they don't do that, they have no work. So they have taken the church as a work to 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 to, 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 to yeah to waste their time. You see, no. and, yeah. And if we are in Europe and we try to bring the same thing, I don't it's think it's, it's not possible. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. So the way you are raised. But one thing I know is that when you go to Rome, you must do what the Romans do. You know? <laughs> yes. You, you can't bring our culture back home to this place. You know, you see, you have to go to work. And every day you have to be in the church. I don't think it is, uh, it, it is nice. Yes. All right. So to, to come back to your um, uh, to, 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 to the faith and health. Um, uh, he cites an example, you know, um, for instance, uh, in Islamic, um, uh, how they call it, uh, tradition, yeah. when a woman ha is uh, having her mens menses, yeah. she's menstruating, yeah. um, uh, she will be abstained from the practical worshipping, that is, if I say practical worshipping, yeah. yeah, okay. that is prayer, mm, okay. we, ha we, we have prayer and prayers. No, okay. Prayer is the act of doing that process. And prayers is you talking you that you can everybody can pray the like prayers that is linguistically okay. so prayer is the the action that you do yeah which she's exempted okay and she's not exempted by the uh, imam no the imam didn't accept her is her creator who says since you are having this you are in this condition I give you break. Mm. I give you free, I, I give you vacancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that vacancy is also you get a pay. You get a pay, you get your salary, <coughs> full salary. Mm. So which company do you want to work whilst you are sick and you, you get, everybody would like to work. So when she is in menses, yeah. her work that she does, the way she treats her husband, mm. she get double. Oh. If she's making food for him or the family, yeah. she get multiple. She get multiple reward because she's in the pain and she's oh, also doing doing. Yeah. Because the pain of menses yeah. for women, yeah. let's talk about it because yeah. we have to talk about it yeah. also. Yeah. She's in true pain because yeah. the menses is a painful thing. Yeah. So she's having that pain mm -hmm. and stress yes. and yet having seven the family, she gets two multiple positions. Yes. She gets to reward. Okay. And in Ramadan, for instance, those who are not able to, are not, you know, having the capacity, yeah. like the old age, yes. and the sick, there is a way that they give, um, in, uh, I, I heard that they call, you call it a tide, right? Tide. Yeah. Tide. Yeah. But in Islam, is that one is not a tide, because that is a only temporal during that period of time. For instance, when you are sick of sickle cell, um, sickle uh, cell, right? Yes. yes. Sickle star, cell, yes. or you having some kind of, uh, um, uh, um, uh, um, how to call it, uh, an infection, that period of time, you cannot fast. You are not allowed to fast because of your health issue. But 
you have to give out something we call a tithe for your fasting to replace your fasting. And if you don't have it, if you don't have it, it's not for us. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a. Uh, God, God knows that you don't have it. But if you have it and you pretend you don't have it, huh? that is the issue. That means you have to find yourself guilty. That is it. Well, let me, let me, because of, uh, yes, yeah. I want to know, uh, are there any lifestyle adjustments to be recommended um, for your faithful based um, age or health considerations? Number one is the kind of food we eat. Okay, speak on that, yes. It's food, uh, because most of us are from tropical, uh, tropical countries where the sun you know automatically burns some of the fats exactly. here we are indoors yeah mm. you just work you sleep your bedroom and you know the whole apartment is like uh, you know your car garage you know <laughs> <laughs> so you are kind of constrained your movement even in the house and the weather make you sleep so you just eat, then you sleep. So yeah. there should be some adjustment in our, you know, the, because the carbohydrates sometimes are too high. Yeah. You know, the sugar, because everything else you buy from the shop contains yeah. sugar. Yes. So you go and buy a cookie, has sugar. Drink, has sugar. Even soup, uh, has sugar. Everything still sugar. So if you don't take care of your health, you might end up in problem. Yes. And also too much of salt. Yes. Because uh, in our country, you know, all the, the, the meat, they, they just uh, uh, soak it with, with salt to make it dry. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if you just cook soup and you put this dry meat in and then you add another salt in. Yeah. That means uh, you are killing yourself. Exactly. So <laughs> meanwhile, the salt, yeah. the salt was just for preservation. Yes. Okay. It's just for preservation, yeah. like, you know, the yeah. salt. It's just for preservation. Yeah. Because, but now that we have so many means of the, preserving. You yeah. don't still need to be eating those salt yeah, every day. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes. Just so so sometimes. I think some of them already, the appetite, the taste. Have become the great mastery. It is the mind. It is the mind that sends the signal. It is the mind that sends the signal that this is what I need because this is what I'm used to. So you need to adjust. We need to change. Because it's for your own good. So, 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 what, what, what do you advise you have for those who come to our events very late and they say they go back to go and eat? Do you already have food for them? They have to uh, eat. They have do, we, do, we, do, we, do we maybe uh, decide that before they come, maybe let them bring some food? Well, if, before if you come, you can, you, can, you can eat before you come to the program. Because most of the programs start after 6. 7, 8. So you can eat around 5, 36. No, they are fasting this is a problem. I mean, you're talking about fasting. Yes. Oh, after fasting, I don't think anybody will go home and do a heavy food. I don't think, no, unless the person not fasting rightly. Okay. Yeah, because you're supposed to eat before, you know, mm -hmm. to prepare you. But if you, you do after, your stomach is, you know, empty, and you're going to add a lot of heavy stuff in it, it wouldn't work good for you, you know. Probably there must be a few teachings also for fasting, or you're yeah. supposed to eat. Are you eat. saying that when they are breaking their fast, yes. there are some people come to the environment to break, come to the church environment to break their fast, okay? And then they go to the, 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 the worship till the end, maybe around nine, nine o'clock. And their stomach have been empty from that morning till that time. 
But again, it depends on the, on the, 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 the should I put it, the faith or the theology behind what they are doing. Okay, for the sake of time now, pastors yes. and the, and the, uh, Emma, yeah. so what, what do you think uh, are your recommendations? Just one more minute, one more second, one more second. I suggest that uh, we must eat good food and do some exercise, physical exercise. Physical exercise. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Pastor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, we should not think that um, uh, our health issues will hinder us, you know, from practicing our faith. We shouldn't think that because, we yeah, we shouldn't think that you should rather um, uh, encourage us to keep in the faith. Yeah. yeah thank so you. thank you so much. And Pastor? I think it's the same thing. Practice what you have had and don't feel guilty when you are not healthy. Don't just feel guilty. So do what you can and let the Lord do the rest. Thank you for being with us, gentlemen. God bless every one of you. Thank you. We appreciate all the time, Pastors and Imam. We appreciate all the time you've uh, used to uh, affect our our, our listeners, God richly bless you. Yeah, thank, you. Thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We'll see you again and again and again. And remember, you can always go to RadioVoiceOfNinja.org and play back this broadcast and have enough of it. God richly bless every one of you. We'll see you again. Facebook acting like a church kid, but so so many addiction. I am free. Well, that brings us to the end of our show for today. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed every bit of it. From this game. When you wish you well as you continue your day and the rest of your week. Take good care of yourself. Wash your hands, cover your mouth, as and when you have to. And uh, what else? Observe a social distance and all the things that we've been told to do. Corona is dangerous. Let's keep it under control. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Perfect in me, yeah. He's a friend.